theyeshiva.net. Okay, so we're up to Samach Aleph, Amud Aleph, Samach Aleph, column one, page 121, on top it says, Rishon right? We'll continue inside. Like 13 lines from the top. Line starts cotton, who doifik tamid machmos shachayas, who rot beratze vishayf. So we learned in the previous year, we learned yesterday, in this Maimir of the Balatanya, after all of the introductions, that um, the Medrash says in uh, Bereshis Rabbah, Medrash Rabbah of Sefer Bereshis, Parsha Aleph, that seven things preceded the world, and one of them is Tshuva. But why would Tshuva precede the world when Tshuva only comes after there is a world and people make mistakes? Tshuva is not an ideal state. Right? person doesn't say, I'll sin and then I'll go do tshuva. Tshuva, by definition, comes after sin. So what does it mean tshuva preceded the world? So he starts explaining that tshuva primarily is not just a person who is a balaveri, sins, has many sins, or sin does tshuva. Shuva, as we said, is tosh of hay, returning the hay. And the main shuva is in the is in the lave, is in the heart, which comes from a certain type of mindset. What's the mindset? So he starts explaining that the whole world that we know of operates in the realm of time. Everything is tachas hazman. That's just our intuition, our instinctive experience of reality is space and time. We can't imagine of a reality outside of time. Everything works within time. And we have this instinctive feeling that there's a past, there's a present, there's a future, there's something called now, there's something called a day ago, there's something called a year ago, something called your childhood. And then a past that precedes even your birth and a future that uh, will will yet emerge. That's our instinctive experience of reality. He puts it, everything is tachas hazman. It's under the tyranny of this concept called time. What exactly is time is one of the most perplexing questions in history, in terms of science and physics. What is this creature called time? It's very, very difficult to describe it. The the conception of time is always being updated. (laughs) Mamish always being updated. They used to think of time in one way, now time is thought of in another way. We're going to get into that a little later in the Mimer, because here there's a lot of uh, revolutionary information about time. But time is a very difficult thing to put your finger on. What is it? We somehow know it exists. Does it exist? Is it our imagination? Is it reality? What is the present? We just all know, like, now it's 6.56. We know it was 6.55. At least that's what it said on the clock. 
Uh, wasn't that? Okay. You're arguing? Okay. Oh, it's two minutes slow. Okay. Fine. So it's 6.58. Okay, I stand corrected. Okay. Right. So the way the Balatanya puts it here is that Zman is a Nivra. Zman is also created. And what's the purpose of its creation? He says, fascinatingly, the purpose of the creation of Zman is actually the vehicle through which all lives get their vitality. Time is the vehicle of the life force that comes to all the worlds. Why? Because as he says, every single day, there are the Yud Beis, the 12 configurations of Hashem's name that change. Every hour there's another configuration. And that becomes the channel of life, of divine life, which vivifies and gives vitality and sustenance. It's the creative power and the maintenance power of all of the worlds, whether it's spiritual or physical. Just like at night you have the 12 configurations of the name of Aleph, Dalad, Nun, Yud, Adna. And when you understand this, you also understand that the Chayas is Ratzoi V'Shoiv. That's the key. That all of the energy is always, there's a flux, there's a state of flux. It's not one static, uh, tranquil reality. The Chayas is always in a state of Ratzoi and Shoiv. So it means it descends and it has to be there, but a moment later, there's Ratzoi. Ratzoi is, I want to, I want to depart. I want to go higher. I want to go away from here. And then there's coming back, there's shoiv, there's returning. And really all of life operates in this flux because Hashem's energy operates on this level of Ratzoi v'shoiv. Those are the two, um, factors, polar factors that converge in every person's life, what we would call tension and resolution, ambition and just embracing what there is, Um, frustration, and we're talking even very positive frustration. Uh, Frustration is the birth of all invention, frustration with the status quo, it's why you expand your business. It's why you create your business. Anything. It's, we're not talking necessarily negative frustration, toxic frustration. All frustration means I'm not content. There's a lack of contentment. That's what drives creativity. That's what rotsi means. I'm running somewhere else. Rots, rotsi. I'm yearning for something. I want to go up. I want to go out. I want to change things. I want to transform things. I want to be tomorrow who I'm not today. I want to be today who I'm not yesterday, in so many different endless manifestations. And then there's the element of shuv, because if you only have ratzai, what happens? <laughs> you know what happens if you only have ratzai? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Shuv is, is the acceptance. It's, it's, it's returning. It's, it's coming back. It's celebrating what is. And, you know, some people know how to uh, tune into one and don't master the other one. And life becomes, uh, you know, the art of life is the ability to understand the hachayis rotzoi and shoiv. And both are, are equally true. In fact, if you tune in only to one of them, 
You're not tuned into the heartbeat of life, pun intended, because that is the heartbeat of life. Life is a heartbeat. And as he puts it, it begins with Hashem's chiyus. The chiyus that was in the first of the first configuration, has to go back to its source. And a new chiyus has to come down, also from Yudke Vavke. The chiyus itself comes back down. It's like, no, 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 you got to go back. <laughs> no, I want to come up. You got to go back. Come up, back, up, back, back down. So the chiyus comes back through another tziruf, but it's the same yutke vavke. It's the same, the same divine energy through a different configuration, which creates a new hour, new opportunities, new possibilities, and so forth. Avramavinu was masakin shachris. Yitzchok was masakin mincha. Yaakov was masakin mayriv. Was very much connected to the different energies of the different hours. Avram is the dawn of the day, the dawn of creation, and Yitzchak is the, you know, the afternoon, and Yaakov is the evening, is the night. Every hour has its own possibilities, its own opportunities, its own potentials, its own energy. So the Chiyos goes up, and the Chiyos then comes down again through another Tziruf. The Chiyus doesn't come down through the same Tziruf. Then you would just have one Tziruf, one configuration. You have many because it comes down in different ways. As a result of this, says the Balatanya, a concept is created in reality. It's called the past and the future. The past and the future begins in the world of spiritual energy, which is in a state of Ratzai and Shaif. The fact that the first chiyus departs and is absorbed in its source, what's called milmata lamaila, it flows down and then it goes back upward to be subsumed in its source. And now a new chayas, or the same chayas in a different way, chayas acher, comes down milmaila lamata, and this is what creates, this is the source of the creation of what we call the flux of time. It begins with the ratzi and the shoiv, which creates... The past and the future. Over here with the chiyos. You know, he asked, "What's the function of the ratzav v'shoiv in the chayas itself, not in the person in the in the, in the source of it?" It'll become clear a little later. What's the, why is the Ratzi Vashayv in the Chayas? Like, who needs it? Just have regular Chayas. It'll become clear. It's a good question. So we'll get to it. And he says, that's why it's called Shah. The word Shah means, Vayisha. It's turning, it's being attentive, it's directing your attention to something. Because Shah means that the Chayas is, is, Poyna Lamata. The Chayas is communicating, it's flowing down from a higher place to a lower place in this state of Ratzi and Shaiv, and it's reflected in a person. And by a person, it's reflected in the heartbeat. What we call the fact that the Olam Katan Zaha Adam, a person is a miniature universe, and the heart is always beating. And what's the definition, what's the cause of the heartbeat? because of the same flux in human life, without which we could not exist. And a healthy body means, a healthy heart means, one in which this process is happening literally continuously. 
You never say, oh, a healthy person is, just let the heart stop. We're going to relax a little bit. We know the name for what that means. Because we love relaxation. It's vacation time. So (laughs) tell that to the heart. There's an element of shuv, there's an element of ratzah, and they're happening continuously. And only that is the sign of life. Anything else is a sign, chas v'shalom, of the cessation, the opposite of life. And what's this process? It's a process of contraction and expansion, which in more abstract terminology can be defined as ratzah and shayf. It's even quite physically that way, because when the, the valves of the heart close... The four chambers that the heart is made up of, as the valves, the channels, so to speak, close up. There's an element of, am I correct? There's an element of. Uh, <laughs> let's speak about the heart in front of a cardio, in front of a renowned cardiologist. There's an element of contraction, which is obviously an element of tightness, which causes the blood to emerge, to leave, to be pumped out. To give chiyus, to give life to the entire body. But the heart is not only doing that. Then there's the mamash, the opposite tenuah. The heart has to, the heart has to become filled with blood. Contain the blood. The blood which, which has been, uh, what is it called? Oxygenated. And the lungs, and then the heart, going from the right ventricle to the left ventricle, contains the blood. As the, it, it opens it and allows the blood to come in, but if it stays there, there's no life. So again, there's the process of contraction, and then again, the process of expansion. And that tension creates what we feel, what we call the heartbeat. The on and the off, the on and the off, the opening and the closing, the opening and the closing, the opening and the closing, the contracting and the expansion. expansion. It's a very, very interesting thing medically, doesn't it? And for many, many years, it was thought that heart failure, when the heart can't pump, so one of the mishnah has a heart attack, whatever, is all a weakening of the heart muscle and the pumping. So the rutso part of the heart doesn't work. But the relaxation, all right, it, it, it fills up in between the heartbeat. But that, right, that just sort of happens by itself. Last 20 years, a very, very big revolution. The whole relaxation phase is now studied. And a lot of people have heart failure because the heart can't relax appropriately. Their, 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 their rutso is great, but the heart pressure doesn't fill properly. It doesn't relax. It doesn't know how to relax. It's called relaxation abnormality. All, all kinds of terms for it. And became a very, very big issue. It's probably become a bigger problem than the, than the Rutzel disease. Really? Very, very big very, very current. So, you know, of course, he was ahead of his time. <laughs> but why did you make with your face when I was describing this? I asked you if it's correct. Because what was I saying that was on the... The valves opening and closing is not some are opening when the heart is pumping and some are opening when the heart is pumping. I see. They're not in sync with the I see. I see. Okay. I stand corrected. Okay? So don't try it at home. You hear my shit? Don't try to open and uh, close them. Okay. We say in Ashayatza, right? Barabai Nikavim Nikavim Chalulim Chalulim Golivi Yadua Lefanacha Shim Yisasim Echad Mehem Ayimi Paseyach Echad Mehem Iyav Shalaskaim Afalisha Achas that which has to remain closed has to remain closed when it has to remain closed. And if it opens up, good. you can't survive for an hour. Shah achas. Now we understand what shah achas means. It's not just an hour. Shah is that process of ratzi v'shoif. And if it has to open up and it gets closed, it doesn't open up, it's also life-dangering. Life
So what's happening in the entire universe, in the entire, not only on the planet, but the entire cosmos, and not just this world, but all the worlds, on a miniature level, on a micro, and a, and a micro, and a micro level is happening within the heartbeat of the human organism, and really the heartbeat of every organism, <coughs> on a continuous basis. Yeah. So now he says weiter. That halev sheboy iker chiyus adam shu oilam cotton who doifik tamid machmas shachayus uberatzer v'shayf. The person is a small world. That's the foundation. Since the person is a small world, this means that anything that is going to exist in the big world is going to exist in the human world. There's nothing out there that doesn't exist in here, because everything comes together in the human being. That's what a person is an oilam cotton. Chazal say oilam cotton zeha adam. Medrash says, that's where the expression is. Oilam cotton zeha adam. So therefore, there's no phenomenon that exists, exists anywhere in the planet or anywhere in the universe that will not be mirrored and reflected in the human world. Which is a fascinating idea because that means we're not a stranger to anything. Anything I observe, the Moshem Tov used to say that whatever a person sees or hears is a lesson in Avodah Hashem. It's not just a technology. Whatever you see, you should learn a lesson from. It's much deeper than that. Whatever I see out there exists on some level in here. There's a parallel, which means I can impact it. It impacts me, but I can also impact it. It's like there's a mirror. There's a mirror reflection of it in me. So the whole process of Ratzay Veshav, which is the source of Zman, exists also in the heart of the person. We all know the Pasuk in Eev, or we should know the Pasuk in Eev, I don't know if we all know it. Which means, from my flesh, I shall perceive, I shall see God. So there's many interpretations in the Pasuk. What does he mean, But the Balatanya understood this, as a revolutionary posik in terms of the connection between psychology and theology. That basically, every phenomenon that exists in the divine flow of energy, you can find in your own flesh. Which is what we're saying, that the micro and the macro are suitable, they reflect each other. Mipsari, from my flesh, I can understand, I can appreciate Elika, I can understand, so to speak, something about Hashem which is a fascinating concept. It means when I'm studying me, when I get to know me, I get to know God. Why? Because Nasa Adam B'Tzalmenu Kid Musaina were created in the image of Hashem. So therefore what's happening inside of me, the system that a person's life operates by, whether it's talking about all the different biological systems and the spiritual systems are all a reflection through which you can understand Elikam, Ipsari Echza so Kamila Marshal Ba'adam, if we give a metaphor of a person, Somebody has something he wants to talk about. You want to have a conversation with somebody, you want to give you have to give us you want to give a series of talks on something, a series of lectures on something, you're having meetings about something. There's an Indian that you want to talk about. It could be a short thing, it could be a very long thing, it could be going on for days or for months. He nay Everything is 
the words will be engraved in your heart all simultaneously. Everything that you could speak and specify with your lips, with verbal articulation, which may take an hour or two. It's like you have a picture of what you want to say. Somebody, and he's describing here, let's say somebody is preparing, uh, we're talking somebody who knows how to, somebody who's accustomed to this, because if not it could be very uh, disturbing and overwhelming. person is preparing a lecture, preparing a shia, whatever it is. It may take you two hours to deliver it. But in, in, in a nanosecond you have all of it, because that's how it is in your mind. You just see a picture of it. You relate to what he's saying. And before you open your mouth, you have to have this. So why does it take two hours? Why can it take one second? Because that's how it is. It's called chakukim aliboy kulum keachat. It may have taken you many more hours to prepare it. But once you have it, it's engraved on your heart simultaneously. It takes two hours. But how long does it take you to see it? A split second. And you could see the beginning, you could see the middle. It's like you take a picture of it. Do you have all the details there? You have all the details there. You don't have all the details there in terms of time. Because to speak it is going to take two hours. may take four hours, may take four months, may take four minutes. You know how sometimes you're walking and you're daydreaming, or you're sitting at a shear and you're daydreaming, and suddenly after two or three minutes you wake up, yeah? As just happened with some people in this room because I started to talk about daydreaming, and you realize that within the last minute, you really went through like hundreds of topics, right? That's And if I say, what did you just daydream of? Even if you're comfortable with telling me, it's going to take you an hour. How do you do that so fast? You know you know how many items people cover in Shemayin Esra every day? From Baruch HaTashem to Oysa Shalom? They go through their whole life story. They have business plans for the next five years. Wow, that was fast. Two minutes, three minutes. <laughs> like, but to talk about it, it could take you days and then to write it. Even though you have all the details there, it's not like you're missing some of the stuff. You got everything. But you have it in a space where the time is condensed. To the point, what takes you two hours on another level takes you a second, even though it's all there. It's all there. Now, do you understand that what we just heard, what we're just seeing here, is really the spiritual language of three words. All time is relative. Time in one realm is not the same time in another realm. That's what he just said. Tafkuf nun vav, this mimer is from. Time is relative completely different than the Newtonian conception of time and space as just solid realities in which we live in. Immutable. It would take till the early 1900s for Albert Einstein through his theories of of, uh, general relativity and specific relativity to revolutionize our conception of space and time. I don't want to get it right now into this this subject, but I'm just pointing this out. No, he gave a marshal from a person as he's talking about Zman. He's going to get to his conclusion that it takes me two hours on one level speaking it out. But all of it was chakukim alibay ke'echa. Their whole speech 
in my heart before I articulate it, it's all there. So why is it not taking two hours? Because all this time is now condensed when it's still in me. Uh, this, I just want to, is this Kiddush um, about Olam Azad, basically? Because in Yari, the worlds are all like that. So it, it, it's going to be true about this world. It's going to be true about all the worlds. We'll soon see. Yeah, in all the worlds. Yeah. 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 So before I begin speaking, I could almost stop for a moment. And that whole speech took one moment. Why? It was just in my heart. It was in my brain. I saw it. Well, what do you see? You saw the whole thing. Did you say it out? No, that's going to take you time. But you saw the whole thing, it's all there. He says, Everything that, that, that he could say in the next two hours. If this is a phenomenon that exists within us, again, the same is true, Lamaila. Lamaila means above. Above doesn't mean above in spatial terms. Above means Above in, in, in deeper terms, when we're coming to excavate the truth of reality, that's what Lamaila means. If we go to the source of the life, if we go to the source of the configurations, which is the life of all life, the light of the infinite one, blessed be he, over there you will not have a differentiation of time. Not past and not present and not future. Because all of the time will be condensed in that space as one. All of the time flow of past, present and future, the higher up you go, meaning the deeper you go into the source, the more it will be condensed to the point that there's absolutely no division of time. Well, the way it's expressed to us, Azman assumes. He's going to say In his koyach, in his potential, he could create and give life many more six millennia processes. Many more shital fishnen. And many shmitin, many shmitas, Shmita here means the seven, the seven years, the sabbatical years, the seven years, which includes Shmita, which is the concept of the seven thousand years from the beginning of creation. We're looking at every millennium as a day, so you have the seventh millennium is like the Shmita. So you can have many, many Shmitas, which means many times seven thousand years, and then much more of Kama Yovlin and many Jubilees, and again referring to it as fifty thousand years. Ad without an end, without a tachlis. In the source, there could be not 7,000 years, there could be 7,000 years quadrupled endless times. I'm using the word quadrupled, but multiplied endless times. But when the chayas comes down, it's communicated to give life to the worlds. Over here, Zman is created. The reality of time is created. It's not gradual. Going through more and more, it seems soon. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. V'chein 
Kaidim Shinivra Ha'ilam. The same is true before the world was created. There was no Zman Bechlal. The whole concept of Zman didn't exist. When there has to be Bria Sa'ilam, and Bria Sa'ilam happens through Ratzay and Shaiv, so Ratzay and Shaiv becomes the spiritual source of time. And that, the, and that evolves in each world. There is the Zman according to the nature of that world until the Zman comes down the way Zman, the way time is reflected in our world, in what we call, what we experience, time. And the higher one goes, meaning the deeper one goes, the more condensed that is. So just like in the muscle of the person, what takes me two hours to articulate on one level took me one second to articulate on another level. Why? Because the experience of it was happening in my thought, not in my words. The words demand the pratim, the dissecting it, the specifying it, and that takes time. But that very same experience happens in a very brief moment when it's in myself, meaning in, in, a, in a deeper place. So this is a mashlum, that the higher we go, the time gets, so to speak, more condensed. So what takes two hours in one realm is really a minute in another realm. What does it say in Tehillim? Ki elef shanem necha, ki mesma. A thousand years in your eyes is like one day. So it doesn't only mean, it's like, it's not a big deal. A thousand years, uh, if you're living forever, what's the big deal? Right? It's much deeper than that. It's much deeper than that. It's, the Elif Shanim in a different realm is a day. It is a day. In other words, uh, yeah, yeah, Be'inecha. With a different vantage point, it's one day. It's not a thousand years anymore. In a different world, it takes a thousand years. That's what a thousand years. In a different realm, the thousand years becomes one day. Why? Because that reality is being experienced from a different vantage point, from a pers- different reality. And therefore, the Elif Shanim are Yoy Masma. And then the higher and higher and higher you go, the Elif Shanim become even less than a Yoy. And then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And how much higher you go Well, I'm saying there's higher words. And then as he says, and if you go to, if you go to the mucker, then... All, all time shrinks and it's contracted into a seminal point. The Avar, the Hoiva and the Asad, which for us is, is from our experience of human civilization is six, seven thousand years, where five, seven, seven, nine, it becomes shrinked in an Akud, the Avar, Hoiva, Asad. Beyond, beyond his Chalkos. It's Nichlulukulam Kechat. Ah? And in that source, the Asad could be so much more. He says, Adain Saif. When the Chios descends and evolves in order to give life to the worlds and each world operates on a certain level of consciousness, which is a more condensed form of consciousness all the way to this world. So then, the Zman expands. And again, in each world, Zman, time, means something else. It's all rooted in the Ratzi V'shaiv. But in the source, it's shrinked into one point. 
and then it evolves until it assumes the properties of time the way they are in our world, past, present, and future. And because of this, we also can appreciate on some level that before Bria Sa'olam, there was Bechlal no concept of Zman. That's why he said Zman itself is a created being. The Inyan of Zman is a Chiddush. I don't know, you're bringing in something as serious. What do you mean? Oh. Oh, you mean the, the question of Yidiyah and Bechira. Yidiyah and Bechira. How can Hashem know the future and then we have a right to choose it? If He knows it and it's accurate so we can choose. The Mishnah says, Hakal Tzafoy, right? Everything is seen and yet you have permission, you have Rishus, you have the power to decide. And the answer to that, of course, is you're saying that if time is condensed... Right? So therefore God sees the future. Huh? Seeing the world from one end to the end. So therefore he sees what you chose. He sees what you chose. So it doesn't compel your choice. It's just like somebody who has the ability to see your choice before you know about it. (laughs) In other words, just like if I know what you did because I looked at it after you did it. I watched you do it. So my knowledge of it doesn't compel your choice because I know about it because you did it. I don't know about, it's not my knowledge that caused your actions. It's my knowledge that was born from your actions. So if by God, the past and the present and the future are one, so he could know the future like I know the past. So me knowing the past doesn't interfere with your choice. So the Pshleimah is saying God knowing the future doesn't interfere with your choice either. I saw a film once where they actually were beginning to detect this physically. They, they were able to show that a person has some kind of energy impulse before a thought comes into his mind. And they, they showed it, a person which is actually a little nanosecond of time before a thought comes in, before it actually manifests and you're, and you're aware of it. Something that, that it's really coming from beyond the notes. Yeah. You're talking about the research that people are making choices and decisions before they know that they chose it already. Yeah. Before you thought, processed what you chose, you already chose it. That's what you mean. It's a nanosecond, like it's a Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Before you consciously process what just happened, your decision was already made in the brain before, but you're not aware of it. Right? They hooked up to the brain and they saw people's responses before they know that this is their response. The brain already responded that way, which means that so many choices are just unconscious, unconscious, uh, unconscious, um, experiences gravitating to certain places. The question then is, where does Bhira come in? <laughs> Okay. Before Bria Sound there was no Zman. Yeah. Oh, so the closer you go to the source, there's no Zman even after Bria Asylum. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It becomes compact. And then. Right. 
Even the compact Zman you didn't have. Even the compact Zman you didn't have. I don't know what it means that there was no time. I don't know. I'm one of the victims of time. So I don't know. Unfortunately, I can't talk about that. Cause, uh, it's just like we can't experience the world of we can't experience life without time. What's life without time? Like, well, the clock is moving. <laughs> so the world is not created. So what? <laughs> so there's no sun. So maybe you don't see the hours. You can't identify this is day, this is night. I mean, our conception of time happens through the, you know, the, through the movement, through motion of the planets, etc. I mean, the most basic unit of time, which we call the day, is as a result of what we perceive as the orbit of the sun. What the Rambam calls in Hilchus Kiddush HaChodesh, HaKafas Galgal Hayoimi, right? The orbit of the Galgal Hayoimi, which takes 24 hours. So that became the major unit of time. And then we split that up into hours, and we split that up into parts. And then there's the unit of the month, which is based on the orbit of the moon, and there's the unit of the year, which is based on the, on the solar orbit. But all of this is basically, we're watching motion, we're experiencing motion, and for the sun or for the moon to get from here to there, at least in our perception, right, takes a certain amount of time. Here we go again, right? Because yesterday it was here, today it's here, and we measure our time based on that. And this is a big question, again, not for now, if time is a reality independent of that, or that is what time is. Is time really an independent reality? Now, let's say there was no movement. <laughs> let's say there was no motion. Does time still exist? Or no, that is the definition of time. These are very complicated questions. They're not simple questions. It makes a very big difference. You want to know how you're going to make a million dollars from this nightmare? If you could convince the bank... That there's something called the Milam and Azman. Wouldn't things be easier? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So here he's saying that before there was Bria Salem, there was no concept of Zman. Okay, there's still a lot, but it's just the beginning of it. Let's go back to it. The Pasik says in, uh, in Malachi, the Novi says, I haven't changed. We say in the morning before Shachris, in the Birchus, in the Karbonus, right? Atahu Kaidim Shinivrailam. And then we continue, Atu Atu You were there before the world was created, you were there after the world was created. So literally it means you were always there, but it means something deeper. We put in the word who. Atu meaning it's the same you who was there before and after. That's the point. Not just you were always there. It's the same you. Pidosh, was just like he was one and singular. Before the Bria, so we say, Grammatically, 
we should have just said, Ata, Atshala Nivra'elam, Ata Mishin Nivra'elam. In other words, you were there before, you're there still now. Ata who is that it's the same Ata. The same state of unity that existed pre-creation still exists post-creation. And he's really, I think, saying that the, the, the creation of time didn't change anything vis-a-vis God. Right. But what would have been the Havamina? I mean, what is he trying to be Mafkia that you shouldn't think? That when the world was created, that, and now that there's time, God would somehow be different. Why would you think God? He'll say, he'll say what he wants to be mafkia. What? Kamashakasum, and this is also the meaning of the pasuk that we also say in davening from Divrei Hayamim in Sukkot Zimra. Atuhu Hashem levadecha. Those few lines in davening, Vayvarich David. What do we say? Atuhu Hashem levadecha. You are alone. Then we say Ata Sisis Hashemayim Shmei Hashemayim Kol Tzvam. So the literal meaning is, you're alone. And then we add, you made the heavens, you made the earth, you uh, um, uh, all the seas, all the waters, and everything that's contained in it, and you give life to everything. The Balatanya says that there's actually a question and an answer here. You are alone. So when you touch levadecha means you're alone in the sense you're unique. It's like you'll say, you know, you're just, you're, you're alone. You know, you do things your own way. You're unique. Atu Hashem levadecha. There's no God like you. Then you continue saying, I'll show you. You created the heaven. You created the earth. Obviously, you're in your own league. But he's touching your atu Hashem levadecha means you're alone, that you're yachid and meyuchid, that the same unity that pre- that existed before creation exists now. So now comes the question of either world was created, and we don't say that the world is a delusion, it's just a dimion, it's a fantasy, it's a real thing. So therefore the passage continues, you made the heavens, the Eretz, the earth, the yamim, and then you continue. And you give life. This is answering the question. You're alone. What does it mean you're alone? Not you're alone, you're in your own league. You're alone, that you're the only reality. Everything is one, just like before creation. I haven't changed. And he says, what does it mean I haven't changed? Not I haven't changed that the world didn't change me in the sense that I became a different God. I haven't changed means my oneness also hasn't changed. But what do you mean? You created a world, I exist, I'm davening. If I'm davening, I have to exist. Is my davening all a delu- an illusion? It's not true. I'm, da- I'm somebody saying these words. Yeah. So that's what the Pesach is continuing. Ata sisa, hashamayim, ha'aretz, hayam, v'ata mechayes kulam. The Gemara says in Menachas, Olam Haba, Shamayim was created with the Yud. Olam Haza was created with the He, Yud He. Ki Hashem, we say, Ki Hashem Tzur Oy Lamim. The core of the world comes from Yud and He, Olam Haba and Olam Haza, which is basically heaven and earth, Shamayim and Eretz. Vehem Kol Seder Hazmanim, and this includes the entire order of times. Afilia Meisam Mashiach Utchias Hamesim Sheinam Elabchinus Yud Vehe. Olam Haza and Olam Haba is not just Olam Haza today. It includes the whole Seder Zmanim, all of history, from the beginning throughout all of history, including the days of Mashiach and Chias Hamesim. 
are all basically the embodiment of the Yud and the He. Yud encompasses everything connected to heaven, and He encompasses everything connected to earth. Let's go now back to another marshal with a person. Ois Aleph. The letter Aleph. Not the letter Aleph. One letter. Ois Achas. One letter. Neged Kol Diburim Shaloi. How do you define one letter in context of all the words that you could utter all the days of your life? How do you define that one letter in context not only of the words that you actually utter throughout your life, all the words that you could utter throughout your life. That means even if you would not stop speaking, even if you wouldn't stop, Pashat wouldn't stop. Hopefully you will at some point for the sake of the people around you. But what's even that? How many letters does a person utter a day? Remember, letters are not words. Letters make up words, which make up sentences. So how many letters does a person utter a day, and a week, a month, a year, a decade, many decades? And how many letters can a person utter throughout his or her entire life? Now take one letter, ois aleph, one ois in context of all the deburim. Einoi nechshev leklum. So it's completely subsumed, it's completely submerged in that uh, insane amount of letters that one can utter throughout their whole life. So if um, if you utter one letter, you go uh, ha or ah, <laughs> right? What is, how much of your uh, capacity of speech did that, did that capture? How much, what do you think? What do I know about your speaking? One letter. It came from you. So he says, that's the meaning. So on this, the Gemara says that all the world's Eilam Haza comes from the letter He. And Eilam Haba comes from the letter Yud. So if you have Yud and He, and that's basically all of the world's, so now imagine one letter in the context of all the diburim that you could speak your whole life. So that's basically the whole world. The whole world is an embodiment, is a manifestation of one letter. This is a hey, and this is a yud. That's even when you compare it to all the words you say your whole life. What about if you compare it to all the thoughts? What about if you compare it, compare it, put it in the context of all the emotions, of all the experiences, of all the ideas? It doesn't have an independent significance. It's kaloi chashev. It's like not chashev. V'zau shekosov. That's what the Navi says. Berega katan azavtich. She'ena ella rega katan. In, for a small moment, I abandoned you. It's called a rega katan. Mamesha, small moment. Oma shekosov. It's in the Haftaris, right? Ah? No, 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 I'm saying the 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 Berega Yeshaya, Yeshaya Pedekundala, it's in the Shivad and Hemta. Kibrega cotton as after Hubarachem and Gdolama Kapzech. I, 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 so it. It was perceived that I abandoned you. He calls it berega cotton. One small moment. 
So we're saying, Atahu Hashem Levadecha, you're one alone, even post-creation. There's complete achdos. Ay, what do you mean? There's a whole world. So we say, And what is it? It's basically a letter. It's a hey, it's an aleph, it's a yud, it's a hey. So it doesn't occupy a chashivus that's separate from him. It's kula kame, that's what it means. Kula kame, everything in his presence, kaloi chashav. It's like not chashav, it's like non-existent. There's no separate reality that compromises the unity because it's all a manifestation of the Yud or manifestation of the He. So therefore, the state of pre-creation exists even post-creation. That's why we say Berega Katin that the whole Golis is called Oregekot. A thousand years is like a day. This is talking about the time of Golis. The Pasa continues. So we're talking about the time of Golos, which is night. Mashenkin la asid lovi in the future. When Mashiach comes. She is gala lakusi ba'ilam. His godliness will be revealed in the world. Va'az ayin ba'ayin yiru. The Pasik says ayin ba'ayin yiru. Eye to eye they will see. We will see eye to eye. So literally it means that we'll be able to perceive godliness. Ayin ba'ayin also means you see eye to eye with Hashem. Viro Chalbasar, the Pasik has an expression, Veniglakvay Dashem Viro Chalbasar, also in Yeshaya. All the flesh will see, Shakal Nechshav Lerega. That it's all considered one moment, Ulezois, and therefore the Navi says, Berega Katan Azaftich, Uberachamim Gdoilim Akapzech. I abandoned you for one moment, and with great compassion I will gather you together. Pirush, the real meaning of this Pasik is, when I will bring you back with great compassion, meaning Elakus will be revealed, then you'll be able to see that it was only a regakatan. You'll be able to see that what seemed like so long was really a small moment. Then you'll be able to see that it's a regakatan. Now you don't. So, what's a thousand years in your eyes in the time of Golos? Is really kiyoyim, but when are you going to see that? When berachem and gedolim akapzech, when alakus will be revealed. V'zehu yale v'yavoi zichreneno. That's what we say in davening. Yale v'yavoi v'yagia v'yirad v'ratzu v'yisham and bagad v'zachem zichreneno. What what's the prayer? Yale v'yavoi zichreneno. What is it? You think he forgot? Yale v'yavoi. It's a whole yale v'yavoi v'yagia v'yirad v'yiratzu v'yisham. I mean, imagine you tell this to somebody. You sit down and you say, I want my memory to ascend and come and reach and be seen and heard. What, what, what's this? What's this? <laughs> it's only a zecher. So merely you're praying. It's one letter. One letter is the whole world. 
So this could be only a zeicha balma. So we're saying yala v'yavi v'yagir because it's a rega cotton. You could forget about a rega cotton. So we're saying no zichreinenu should be yala v'yavi v'yagir. This is deep stuff, man. Every line is another. Uh... <laughs> this needs a lot of tzimtzum to be able to bring it down. Sinish pashlatos. Okay, we'll be mafsek here. Continue tomorrow, Mitzvah. Well, sometimes we say a person will say that today, every minute sounds like the year. When a lakus is revealed, so the mucker comes down, so the zman becomes condensed, so a thousand years. But the, 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 right now, it's the question that I have is this: so when a person can connect to a lakus. In other words, the more the more lakus is behalam, the more zman expands. The closer you go to the source, the zman shrinks. Generally, when you're having fun, time goes much faster in your perception. When you're waiting in line, it travels much slower. <laughs> so that's with even within our own realm, in our own in in our own emotional experience, right? Zman expands and shrinks. Whenever you're more in touch with deeper things in your life, yeah, you don't even notice time. When you're more detached, now time becomes like endless. That's exactly what I want to ask That's, that's, that's the Nakuda, that, that when you go, the closer you go to the source, the Zman condenses. So you can access it. Not only you can access it, the Balatanya says that uh, nothing changed post-creation. And he says Zman is a nivra, so if nothing changed, Zman also didn't change. <laughs> that's the whole Vart. You're touching now on the Vart. We're saying that the achdos that existed pre-creation exist post-creation. And zman is part of creation. So that means when you touch the nakuda that goes, the nakuda of oneness, which didn't change pre-creation after creation, zman doesn't exist. The achdos and pirud are also time and not time. Also. The more pirud, the more time. The more achtos, the less time. In the nekud of achtos, you're beyond zman. I understand what's going on. To be seen. The question I have for the rod, I've noticed the tachlis, and what I do in my work, that when a person gets into a meditative state, they can, all of a sudden, you know, two hours goes by the line. I thought that was just five minutes. It's exactly like that. Take an even simpler example. It says by Yaakov. When a person goes to sleep, he wakes up, it's five minutes. Yeah. yeah. It says by Yaakov, <laughs> loved Rachel. Seven years was a few days. And seven years of hard work. Huh? Seven years of hard work. That's me. 
So on one level, it's just an emotional experience. You're loving it, right? It goes so fast because you're completely immersed in it. But there's a much deeper component here. The reason we perceive it that way, there's a science to it as well. It's not just you're fantasizing, you're in love, so therefore it's... uh, Zman is a relative reality. That's what this mimer is saying again and again and again. Now you have to understand that at that time, those words were completely out of uh, out of whack. He was revealing relativity before. Relativity, uh, relativity, a hundred and ten years before Einstein. Maybe I And it's in it's in it's in the elite, but, but it's not it's not said specifically. Yeah, and it's also not applied to avoid. It's not applied to avoid. You go to the shir. Hour feels like five. Ah. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at triple slash donate.